0: Hello and welcome to episode 11 of season 2 of the Failsafe Fitness Podcast. My name is Michael Joshua. I am the owner and director of Failsafe Fitness Limited. And if you're looking for fitness, nutrition and weight management and golf performance tips, then you're in the right place. It's going to be an interesting show this week. We're dealing with... Uh, A pretty serious issue that can happen with your nutrition. We're also going into an exercise that can not just help athletes, but help the everyday person gain better strength in their legs and better coordination overall. And of course, we're into episode three of the Breaking 100 as a golfer. And it's all going to be about approach play this week. So, Welcome to the show, thank you very much for listening, thank you very much for all the kind comments over the recent weeks and also don't forget we are going to do a Your Questions Answered episode again, so in two weeks time, Your Questions Answered, email is in the show notes description, it is failsafefitness at hotmail.com and then he said ha ha ha, I can't even speak today. So, failsafefitness at hotmail.com, send uh, entirely your questions answered, whether that be on fitness, nutrition, training, exercises, whatever it is, golf, send it over the top three from each of those categories, so golf, nutrition and exercise, the top three questions, I will uh, correlate and then give you the answers in episode 13 of season two we will be doing that. So nine, the top nine questions asked, I will be giving you the answers. Cracking straight into the show this week then, it's been a, a wonderful week for golf, to be fair. It's been absolutely beautiful here in the UK. We've had a, a couple of dry spots appear on the greens at Himley, but we've dealt with those and they're running lovely now. I've caught the sunshine and uh, my arm is a hell of a lot better. still a little bit of bruising and uh, considering I nearly broke it just over a week and a half ago, uh, falling in the bath. So remember people, rubber duckies, put both feet on your rubber duckies. Um, I don't ever want to be doing that again. I feel quite embarrassed actually. Uh, 45 years of age falling over in the shower, but hey, it's one of those things. Um, So I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I shot 43 in the comp this week um, and I've got my Dudley Cup to come. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see how I play. Clients wise, uh, Short Game Sundays was uh, a little quiet this week, but it was still pretty good. I think the the guys that came had some fun. I think they enjoyed themselves. they learned a little bit about their game. And they learned a little bit about the way I operate as well. It's been an interesting week in terms of nutrition and weight management clients. Um, My clients that I've had since January almost, it's their last week this week, well next week, it's their last week and they've all smashed their goals. They've all got to the the weight they wanted to accomplish when they started they'd already done that the week before so they're a little bit less than what they wanted that that they asked for so which is great they're certainly a lot fitter than what they were when they started six months ago so it's been a a fantastic journey with them we'll see if they do continue on Um, I know at least a couple of them are looking at uh, continuing on until midsummer, probably the you know end of July, beginning of July, mid July before the summer holiday start. Uh, just to tick a few extra boxes for when they go away. Um, golf clients been fun. we have had a couple of new clients this week. It's been uh, challenging. So one thing as a as a performance coach of any sort. I mean, fitness fitness in general you get all different types of clients, different types of ages and abilities. And some people learn very visually, so by, the, by watching what you're doing. Some people like to see uh, um, how it feels, how to do things. Um, and others just like to be put into those positions. So, and it's been, I've had a couple of clients this week where I've had to kind of say, well, look, you need to be here and you need to be there. And then I've had a, a client this week where I've hit them a shot. I've showed them a position and they've nailed it straight away. Um, so being able to deliver as a coach and seeing how people are improving both from the fitness side and the golf side is very satisfying. And it's been a, it's been a good week. Um, business is picking up. Promotions are still on as well. We'll get into those a little bit later on. Absolutely fantastic. It's been a, a great week. Weather's been good um, And this heatwave over the next next few days in the UK means I'm going to be able to get some golf good golf in myself so brilliant superb We'll crack into your exercise tip this week quite early in the show so You may have seen from the title of the show so you've got split squats binge eating and break a hundred part three um, it's been an interesting week and a few clients both fitness side and golf side I found this exercise which is the Bulgarian split squat everybody knows about it but not a lot of people do it a few people try it don't like it, or they don't get the mechanics right. It's very much a kind of a feel-based exercise. Some people have their leg too, their rear leg too high. Some people have it too low. Some people don't go wide enough. Some people are too wide. So it's very much a feeling-based exercise. So imagine a front squat, but your one foot is off the floor. A front lunge, sorry, front squat on. I've lost the plot this week. The heat's got to me finally. But it's it's basically a a, a front lunge, but you don't lunge. You kind of dip with that leg. That's, that's on the floor. And the other one is held up either by a bench or some weight plates or a band or whatever. Um, and the Bulgarian split squat is an absolutely fantastic, fantastic exercise for building muscle. I mean, I was so surprised that I hadn't done them for a while. And when I gave them a go the other day, I was absolutely trashed quads, hamstrings, they were just done. But you know, with the rear foot elevated, and this is going back into the training, that I spoke about a couple of weeks ago, so unilateral training. So basically it's forcing you to target one leg at a time. So it's gonna help correct any imbalances in terms of strength and it'll, it'll expose them and fix them as well. So the unilateral training is you you train left arm, overhead press, right arm, overhead press with a dumbbell, curls, you know, tricep extensions, you can do the Bulgarian split squat, you can do st- single leg deadlifts, things like that, which will a uh, single leg step ups as well and the Bulgarian split squat is incorporates quite a lot of those and it will basically fix a lot of imbalances and it does catch a lot of people out. I mean In comparison to a front lunge where you can, you know, that initial sort of stress on the knee, if you have had knee problems, can be very loading and can be quite damaging to to a knee. There is a bit more stress on the lower back. I will admit that. I think if you do have a lower back issue, then maybe this isn't uh, such a great exercise. But, you know, the Bulgarian split squat largely removes you know, the back from a problem so when you're doing lunges and, and front squats and things like that the, the lower back puts everything under a lot of stress whereas the Bulgarian split squat takes the lower back out of it you can load with kettlebells or dumbbells or just use your body weight so you don't have to put any excess stress on your lower back during the Bulgarian split, split, split squat Um, it's very back friendly Um, unlike you know traditional squats front and back they, they you know you tend people tend to round their spines or have the chest up putting that lower part of your back in a bit of a strange position I mean similar to a lunge they're both very dynamic exercises uh, but the bulgarian split squat demands more of one leg at a time so it it gives you the opportunity to create a more balanced and weed out any deficiencies in one leg or the other and you can build you know some pretty big muscles so quads, hamstrings are all, and your glutes are all going to fire during this. You know, and depending on where you put your foot depends on whether you're working your hamstrings more or your quads more or you're firing your glutes. But it is definitely going to hit your quads a little bit more than either of the others. But they are a great exercise and i think if you want to weed out any imbalances and make your legs stronger make them bigger you know being able to hit a golf ball farther or jump faster or run or you know pick heavier weight up then the bulgarian split squat for me is a very very decent exercise and you should all incorporate in your training for at least four with three or four weeks and just see how you get on see see what differences sometimes it'll if you're struggling to change a, you know, a squat dynamic, whether it be front or back squat, then doing four weeks of these and a lighter back or front squat incorporation or as, as a superset, um, these can definitely make, make a big difference to your legs if you're struggling. And that, ladies and gents, is your exercise of the week: the Bulgarian split squat. There's plenty of info out there. There's plenty of of videos on YouTube about them. Go put them in your program. Let me know how you get on. And trust me, they will make a big difference and they will show you the differences between both of your legs if you do have any imbalances. Time for our first promo of the week. And as you all know, I'm golf performance coach at Himley Hall Golf Centre in the West Midlands, and every Sunday, 11 a.m., five pound ahead, I'm teaching one simple trick t- tip every week to help you be better inside 50 yards. I've already taught the dead end wedge that Jason Day uses last week we did um, little short high chips so things that need to cover or ways you you can get around if there's a bunker between you and the flag and you've only got about five or ten yards and I, I gave my the clients that turn up a couple of options you can either go over that with a, a confident pitch a little bit of high loft and you know stand it again standing up on the toe hit it like a big putt Make sure you hit it hard enough so you can carry that that obstacle and it's gonna stop quite quickly. Or you can go for the the simple bump around the bunker to the nearest side of the green and instead of you chipping it into the bunker, you're taking the bunker completely out of play. Uh, This week's gonna be a 30 to 50 yard approach shots. So you've gotta hit the green from there to be fair. So if you do want to come and learn a little bit more how your game plays and a little few more things, it's £5 a head, 11 a.m. every Sunday morning. Come and join me and let's make your short game as good as it can be. Moving into the nutrition tip of the week. Now this is going to get a little bit serious. And it's something that... I personally do struggle with and I have struggled with and still are struggling with and it's basically binge eating um, you know most people occasionally eat too much they may fill up an extra plate uh, with seconds at special events you know we all enjoy another piece of cake or another piece of cheesecake out the fridge uh, as a dessert or we enjoy a little bit too much from the buffet on holiday Etc. Etc. But for some people, including myself, overeating does become a bit excessive, and it crosses the line from a, an occasional indulgence to basically a, a binge eating disorder. And it's something that I personally do struggle with on a day-to-day basis, since not uh, being in the gym, active, you know, during my first marriage, and not and not being. Um, Physically active for about 10 12 years before I got back into this industry. I Just took my eating as emotional and it is it can be very emotional eating Um, You know binge eating disorders vary From the kind of minor end where you are just like overeating and you eat emotionally and There's something going on in your life where you come home and you'll drink a few beers or you'll have a massive, you know, you'll eat a whole box of Krispy Kreme donuts because you're feeling upset or sad about something. And then you go into the likes of the the serious ones like uh, bulimia, uh, anorexia. You know, these people severely restrict the amount of food that they eat, often to the point of near starvation. They still think that they're fat. Um, with bulimia, they tend to binge on food and then purge it. Um, you know, and I, I don't have that. I'm a more of a, an emotional eater and I have been for probably 20 years. And during the pandemic, uh, and certainly when I started doing what I'm doing now, uh, professionally as a green keeper and all that and I do have moments where and I catch myself going well no I'm not gonna have that extra bag of crisps. I'm not gonna have that chocolate bar I'll go and grab myself a protein shake just because I, I, I know it's not necessarily I don't necessarily want something but something will satisfy the craving so by having a protein shake or a protein bar at least I'm getting something that's of reasonable quality, a little bit less sugar, and there's not a lot of crap, or not as much crap in it, um, to stop me from from getting bigger than what I am. I mean, at one point, at one point I was probably 20, 21, 22 stones. I'm down to about 17 now. Um, I got down to 15 uh, and then I put a couple of stone on over the pandemic so I'd stopped I was about to go into a gym and give them a lot of money to go and work as a, a PT uh, strength and conditioning coach and then obviously pandemic shut them all down and I found other revenue via the golf course as, as a you know doing this that and the other and being a handicap secretary and the opportunity came along to be a greenkeeper, And so at 45, I'm learning new skills as a green keeper. I'm learning new skills as, as, as golf coaching, but the performance coaching that I do and I'm delivering so far is, is working. And that leads to me wanting to eat healthier. And obviously the two ends of, of bulimia, and of course anorexia are absolutely serious disorders and some people don't realize they're in that moment until some you know they tend to hide themselves away a little bit they don't want to be out in public they don't want to be seen eating And you know binge eating disorders are more common in women than men Uh, I'm one of the rare cases where I know I have a problem, and I've admitted that, and I'm dealing with my situations. Um, But people of any age can can have a binge eating disorder as well, so it is most common in the world of social media these days, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all those things put a lot of pressure on particularly younger people, Uh, and people who are underweight or overweight have you know, you can have rose tinted glasses and be overweight. I think I'm one of the, I'm definitely one of those people who doesn't see myself as big as I think I am. And I know I am, a, I'm bigger than I know I am, than I think I am, but I'm also still pretty strong and fit and healthy. So I, I know where my lines are I know the things I need to change. So I'm already in the process of dealing with it. But some people who have an eating disorder have a long history of either eating unhealthily or bad dieting you know they tried and failed every diet under the Sun whatever it may be uh, then they have a poor body image and mine my poor body image is the fact that I don't I have those roast tinder glasses of being quite large or on the larger side um, I do joke about it and some you know I'm a, I'm a fitness coach and a nutrition coach, and I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly a small guy. And I'm like, well, okay, yeah. But there are reasons for that. And when I open up to my clients, this is the reason why. And I want to be very relatable in that. And this is one of the reasons why I started this podcast is that not everybody who's a strength and conditioning coach and not everybody who's a personal trainer or whatever is going to look like a supermodel, is going to look like someone else, men's health or women's health. The world is changing and you know some of those guys who are strong men and strong women around the world are absolutely massively huge. I mean the the format for that is changing as well. So you know more muscular physically strong uh, guys where some of the guys just used to put a lot of of weight on because that weight would help them lift more weight. and that again a lot of you know big strong men and women out there have or do develop eating disorders because they're so used to having 10 12 15,000 calories a day and then when they're not training or they're injured they can't have that and then they they go one extreme to the other they'll either continue to eat that and then just lose the muscle because they are able to train or they will severely restrict it and lose their muscle anyway because they're not getting enough calories in to sustain what they already have in their system. Um, you know, and that restricting calories and specific foods, um, and then in my my case, I do tend to get triggered to binge eat, so. Stressful day Um, Argument with a family member, you know business isn't quite as good as I I want it to be You know, I'm upset about a client being upset about their results, etc, etc It can lead to me making Decisions that aren't best for my health and I get it. I get it and Eating disorders are very difficult to overcome and I know I'm in the process Of doing so and I know there are a lot of people out there who need to hear that hear this that there are people out there who can help you whether it be counseling or someone like myself who's a nutrition and management coach can give you some advice can help you get through it and you know if you do need any of that then get in touch I'm sure I'll be able to to point you in the right direction at some point But binge eating disorders um, are mainly distinguished by a regular occurrence of eating more food uh, than most people will consume in a, in a normal situation. So, you know, so eating like, you go to KFC and you normally have like a, a sandwich, chicken sandwich and some fries, but you're having a whole bucket to yourself. Uh, that's, that's a very specific, you know, you're going to eat all that to yourself. Feeling... That eating behavior is out of control. Eating when full and not hungry, eating rapidly during binged episodes. So basically, you're just stuffing. You haven't finished chewing one piece of chocolate, and you're already putting another one in. Um, eating until you're uncomfortably full is another one. Uh, frequently eating, you know, in secret. Um, I did have a, a client in the past where they were trying to gain some muscle. They weren't particularly large, but it turned. It, it seemed to be. It turned out they, they were actually uh, bulimic. Um, so they would eat, but they would purge, um, and we eventually we had to have a conversation about food because they'd been coming for about two two months. They'd signed up for a three month program, and they weren't really gaining a lot of muscle. They'd lost a little bit of weight, uh, they, but they wanted to bulk up and they, it, it, you know, we had a, it was a difficult, we built a rapport, we understood, you know, what was going on and then we did a food diary a couple of times in, uh, in that three months, couple of months, and you know, I could tell the food diary wasn't exactly true to, true to life. So we had a conversation, and you know, they were actually purging. They were hiding food, and uh, with the help and a, a colleague of mine and a, and a and a a friend and a GP as well, we managed to get them on the right track. And we did get them. They moved. They moved areas, but as far as we're still in touch, as far as I'm aware, they're doing well. Um, they have, she has a family now. They're very, very happy and, and very healthy, which is always good to hear. Um, but binge eating on my side um, has led to my obese, an obesity issue. Um, joints problems, heart disease, type two diabetes, I've been on the, on the borderline of type two for a while. That's come down now with the more exercise I'm getting. I'm back in the gym, I'm back playing more golf. Um, I'm enjoying being a coach. So, you know, it's not just you going through this or anyone who's listening to this um, who has or thinks they may have any of these symptoms, you know, anxiety, depression, substance abuse or disorders, um, being of over what you're eating and what you're drinking all the time. Take a look at it. If you need help, then someone like me is here speak to your GP you know there are somewhere that you can go and get yourself some therapy and we can get you working to a better you you know overcoming an eating disorder is a massive challenge and I've been on this road for I'm gonna say at least five years five or six years I knew I had a problem I knew I was overweight in 2012, so it's a decade ago. I decided to go and educate myself at college, got my level, you know, my gym instructor and my personal trainer qualifications, they got the, uh, nutrition and weight management qualifications and then this and that and massage and I wanted to be able to take care of me, um, for primarily. And then over that period, I dropped down again, and then I got healthier and I, I lost, I've lost five stone in 10 years. Um, it was nearly nearly eight stone in 10 years, but I put a couple of stone back on during the pandemic with all the stress and, you know, the binge eating came back and I, I'm, I'm dealing with that every day. So, you know, Overcoming a disorder is a massive challenge because you can't avoid food or social situations. You know, and you, your body needs food to survive and thrive. You know, one of the things i talked about is you need protein, you need fats, you need carbs to absorb all the vitamins and minerals. And if you're purging, you're not going to be getting or absorbing any of that. And recovery is possible. I've seen it. I know it. And I'm on the road to recovery. Um, treatment needs to address you know the emotions tied to to binging including you know shame and poor self-image relapses are very likely uh, and with professional help uh, a combination of cognitive behavioral therapy and maybe some medications can help people cope with certain triggers uh, negative body image, and the depression that comes along with the binge eating, the, the, the feeling guilt of eating a whole cake, or eating a whole box of Krispy Kreme, or eating a whole big block of chocolate, whatever. You know, these treatments can regain a sense. you know, with, the, with these treatments, I know myself, I've gained a sense of control over those behaviors and improve the stress management skills. Um, and I'm getting there and I know everybody out there who needs to hear this you can get there too um, At the same time, you know dietitian uh, Can work with you to reframe your relationship with food, which is something that I have I'm still working on. Um, I am trying to work on my relationship with food trying to eat a little bit better if Undertaking to, to beat the eating disorders, but full recovery is definitely possible. And if you are concerned, speak to your GP, speak to one of your loved ones, speak to myself and we can help you, point you in the right direction. And that's my nutrition tip of the week for this week, because I just feel people out there need to hear that there are eating disorders. There are people who just need to hear someone else talk about their issues and if you're one of those people don't afraid to get in touch I will put you in the point you in the right direction and help you on the way to recovery and with that out the way we are gonna look at the blog for this week so talking on the subject of food i have five tips how to make the most out of your training so you know nutrition tips that are going to help you you know eat healthy breakfasts you know size size of your food snacking well eating after your exercise and obviously most important that a lot of people don't do is drink enough uh, fluids during the day water during the day to help your body recover so there's five tips on the website that are going to help you maximize your food nutrition whilst you uh, are training so go and check the blog out link is in the description of the show notes. Apologies we seem to have someone in and out the house. Uh, new system is working though, so at least the cameras are working, so I do apologise for that. <laughs> Moving on to promo number two for this week. So 3 for 2 is still on. 3 for 2 is till the 1st of July. All sessions, whether it be personal training, nutrition and weight management, or golf performance, they're all available. Three for two, come and join me. It's going to be an interesting one. Nine for six, as a maximum, is going to be the limit. You get 90 days, so you can have one every 10 days if you wish, or you can use them all in a week. Choice is yours. Um, but the three for two promotion is on and it's payable upfront for the three for two. You can book your first session with me either via email or online and then we can discuss the three for two and we can, we can sort yourself out from there after that first session. So get yourselves online, get yourself booked in. There are a couple of my um, welcome packs available for the golf performance so if you do want yourselves a, a nice little pen and pitch mark repairer and ball marker then there are a few couple of those left if you do want to come and join me speaking of golf breaking 100 so we discussed hitting off the tee knowing your miss we've discussed hitting a, either a smaller wood or a, a driving iron off the tee so it doesn't go as far out of bounds and this week is gonna be a couple of tips on basically your approach play I mean Annika Sorenstam if uh, if you're a golfer out there she's one of the most successful female golfers ever um, you know she's averaged through a career eight out of eight out of ten fairways and eight out of ten greens uh, in a round So, you know, that's her average. She averages eight out of 10 fairways and greens in a round. And if you're gonna hit that many fairways, which is, you know, and greens in a round, you're gonna give yourself an opportunity to score pretty well. So, what I'm suggesting is this week when you're out playing this weekend next weekend whenever it is you're out playing is that a lot of players tend to come up very short i mean our data and short shot scope data all come out with the stats that you know this handicap that handicap all come up massively short you know tour pros are very rarely short probably one so percent then you've got you know the the scratch players probably come short five or six percent then you're looking at it that substantially every five so five ten fifteen twenty handicappers come up you know thirty forty fifty percent short every time on those on the on the greens as they go up through those numbers so a little little thought for you if you're one of those people who's constantly short stop taking the middle number or stop looking at that middle number and going, oh, it's uh, 120 yards to the middle, but the flags are the fr- uh, you know, the, the, the front's 110, and the flag's in between. So I'm going to hit a pitching wedge at 115. So I'm going to hit a pitching wedge or a 9 iron, and you're still 5 yards short of the green. No. What I want you to do this weekend, if you are one of these people who are constantly short of your target, is I want you to take the back number of that green and hit that shot. And Trust me if you don't hit three more greens in 18 holes because of this tip Then I'll give you a lesson online or what otherwise for free So for the next week if you get in touch and you tell me that I haven't hit this many greens or I haven't hit three more greens because you've taken the back number and I'm not taking that you've topped it or you've shanked it or whatever but if you don't at least get it you know pin high on three greens because you've hit it to the back number not the front one or not to the middle of the green then I will basically give you a free lesson so that's your first tip on your approach play is hit the back number not the middle and the second tip is when you're going into greens Most of us club golfers will play the same course over and over and over again. You know, you're looking somewhere between 30 and 60 times, if not 60 to 100 times uh, in a single year. Especially if you're retired and you love your golf and you, you spend, you know, a couple of days a week playing. So you're getting at least 36 holes in. So you know your golf course very well. And like for me, I know at the fifth at Himley Hall Golf Center, the fifth is uphill. So the tee shot's quite hard. You've got to be able to carry about 170 to one, uh, one, I think it's 165 to 180 off the tee to carry the hill. If you don't, it's back down the hill. You've got 230, 240 into the green. And then whilst you're going into the green, you're having to consider the fact that the fairway slopes from right to left and then there's a, a drop off that slopes right to left and the green's flat underneath so if i aim about for the front part of that green whatever the front yardage is i can take that front yardage and hit it hit a club more so if I say it's 105 yards, which is probably a nice steady pitching wedge, I'll hit a nine iron and I can land it on the green. But if I hit the pitching wedge, because there's a hill at the front and it slopes right to left, if I can land it in that corner, the ball will roll onto the green. So if, it's at the, if the flag is at the front of that green, I can land it short, let it roll down that hill and it will be on the front of the green. If it's on the middle of the green, I'm gonna have to hit a nine iron, and I'm gonna have to land it on the front of the green. I'm gonna have to cover that front yardage. So if you get what I'm saying, you need to be able to read the lies into your greens. If you can roll it up, like I said, I have two options into that green. I can hit it short and let it roll down the little slope onto the green, or I can take an extra club and hit it and land it on the front of the green and hope it stops and that green tends to get very hard so 9 times out of 10 I want to land it short and let it roll on irrespective of where the flag is because again I just it's a t- it's quite a tough shot I just want to hit the green I don't care where the flag is so you all know your courses out there you all know there's a hole that you need to cover a front bunker or a bit of water you've all got to hold that the you know the the pin the actual greens above you so you're going to have to hit more club anyway or you've all got a hole where the you know the greens below you so you're going to have to hit a club less so take that into account on your approach play you know does it slope left to right front to back right to left you know back to front a few greens are designed that so they're back to front So you can hit it in there and if if you are a a, a reasonably good player, you can land it soft at the back of the green and let it roll back to the front. So take that into account when you're playing your approach play. Write them down. If you've played at a golf course for a couple of three years and you're still going, well, I don't know where to hit it, then write them down. Does the fairway slope into the green? Does the green slope away from the fairway? And things like that, so you'll know whether to hit more club, less club, land it short, let it roll up, land it short, let it roll down, etc, etc. Take your pick, pick your poison, and trust me, you will hit more greens. So that's your approach play tips for this week read your the slope into greens with the fairways and the way the greens are at your golf course and of course play the back number of that green if you're always coming up short when you look at your yardage book or look at your watch or whatever you're using your gps device take your yardage as the back number and hit that so if you're 10 15 yards short all the time you're going to be in the middle of that green you're welcome and that's pretty much all we've got time for this week thank you very much for listening i hope again you find the bulgarian split squat very satisfying to do and you're going to you put that into your training let me know how you get on build those uh, quads and those hamstrings up if you do have a problem in terms of binge eating don't be afraid to get in touch speak to someone you're close to there's always someone there that's going to help you and fortunately I have some very good people in my life who help me through my issues and through my problems and slowly but surely I'm not you know saying it's going to be I'm over the fence and in the clear already It's a very long process. I've been battling this for probably close to 15 years. So putting something out there and and putting myself out there, I hope that someone will hear it. There is someone else in the same situation as you who's binge eating, overeating and doesn't feel very proud of it. But there are steps you can do to make it better and get better. And of course, golf, breaking a hundred. Take the back yardage, if you're always coming up short. And of course, knowing how those greens react, whether they're front to back, left to right, up and down, taking the correct club into that green will help you hit that green better. Thank you very much for listening. I hope something in here this week has helped you with your golf game or helped you go and speak to somebody about the way you treat your food and your relationship with food. I hope that the Bulgarian split squats build your quads and your balance to unprecedented levels. Don't forget to go and take a look at the five nutrition tips to maximize your training and of course if you're a member of Himley or you want some personal training, three for two is on till the 1st of July. Three of those, nine for six is a maximum all payable in advance thank you very much for listening i hope you have a great week enjoy your golf enjoy your training and most of all enjoy what you eat have a great week see you later